Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Bishop Barron writes that Jesus demonstrates his authority by saying to the unclean spirit, Quiet, come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. The legal claim to God's own authority is now ratified by showing power over the spiritual realm. And now they, and we, have to make a decision. Will we claim him as Lord, or will we just walk away from him? If he is who he says he is and who he demonstrates himself to be, then we have to give our lives to him. Mark Twain said, it's a good time to be in the pick and shovel business. The California gold rush began in 1848, and the gold fields were peculiarly lawless places. California existed in the unusual condition under military control with no civil legislature. Mexico had just ceded California to the U.S. after the recent Mexican-American War in the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. And the gold fields were primarily on public land, so there was no private property, no licensing fees, and no taxes, no legal rules yet in place, and no practical enforcement mechanism. The benefit to the 49ers was that the gold was simply free for the taking. But then, local residents began operating under a mixture of Mexican rules, American principles, and personal dictates, which attempted to balance the rights of early arrivers at a mining site with later arrivers. And if a man walked away, he forfeited his claim. And a man's claim was valid, only as long as that claim was actively worked. But knowing where to dig, of course, was always the key to the treasure. Paul writes to us in the book of Philippians, Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The claim that comes to bear here that is undisputable is that Christ was crucified, descended unto the dead, and rose again to life on the third day. If you believe this is true, it changes everything. So, Are we called to be saints? Are we called to work, dig, and improve every day? Become a little more like Jesus and a little less like us, moment by moment, notwithstanding all our frailties and failures, but making an effort because it matters. Not in any kind of thought that I'm working my way into heaven, rather the desire that I want to love God more and better today than yesterday. And when I take my eyes off this, I fall back into a state of mind that is surrounded by my own autonomy, staring at a shovel and a pick with no purpose. But if my best matters, then mustn't I keep swinging the pick every day, digging, through the smallest of ways, because I can more easily understand them and approach them with an effort that can produce results, simple though they may be. As when Mother Teresa was asked how someone might get better at the skill of praying, she offered her advice, just pray more. So don't overthink it. In January of 1848, James W. Marshall stumbled onto some shiny metal in a place being called Sutter's Mill in Coloma, California on the American River. Its owner, John Sutter, wanted to keep the news quiet because he feared what would happen to his plans of building his new magnificent enterprise. The hint of gold would disrupt everything. Having sworn all concerned at the mill to secrecy, Sutter sent Charles Bennett to Monterey. Bennett was to secure the mineral rights of the land where the mill stood. Bennett was not to tell anyone of the discovery of gold, but when he stopped in Benicia, 
He heard talk about the discovery of coal near Mount Diablo, which caused him to blurt out the discovery of gold. Go figure that. He continued on to San Francisco, where again, he could not keep the secret. And at Monterey, Bennett was declined the title to the land's mineral rights, so Bennett, for the third time, revealed the gold discovery. Like the deaf and dumb man in the book of Mark, whom they brought to Christ, and Jesus put his fingers in his ears and spit on his tongue and said, He fathatha, or be opened. And then he charged him not to tell anyone. Yet the more zealously, they proclaimed it. By March of 48, rumors of the discovery were confirmed by the San Francisco newspaper publisher and merchant Samuel Brennan. Brennan hurriedly walked through the streets of San Francisco, holding aloft a vial of gold, shouting, Gold! Gold! Gold from the American River! Isn't God's kingdom like a treasure hidden in a field for years and then found? The finder is ecstatic, saying, What a find! And proceeds to sell everything he owns to raise money and buy that field. Well, the word of the gold rush spread around the world. In total, it's estimated that 750,000 pounds of gold were discovered in California. But the gold rush did, however, come to a screeching halt in 1857 when the SS Central America, a wooden steamship transporting 30,000 pounds of gold, got caught in a hurricane off the coast of South Carolina traveling from San Francisco. She took on water fast and the 105-mile-an-hour wind shredded her sails. The crew bailed water all night long, valiantly fighting against the monster storm. And two ships came to their rescue and transported 153 of the passengers to safety in lifeboats. It's interesting that the number 153 is the numerical total for the Hebrew words, Ani Elohim, I am God. Eventually, the captain fired his final rocket. Tragically, the other 425 passengers died as the ship sank. The gold on board was worth over $300 million in today's dollars. And the event played a key role in the panic of 1857, the world's first international financial crisis. We read in the book of Proverbs, Wealth hastily gotten will dwindle, but he who gathers little by little will increase it. There is a story in the book of John where Peter, after the resurrection, unsure of his place, just decides to go fishing, thinking he must just return to do something he knows. And the other disciples follow him. All night they work the water, but gain nothing. In the morning a man appears on the shore and tells them to cast their net over the right side. Immediately the catch is enormous. There were 153 fish caught in total. Not wanting to waste any time, Peter swims to shore because he recognizes the man as Yeshua, the Mashiach, the Christ, who is waiting there to redeem him. A man may hear of many a good thing to chase after, but it is God who reminds him where to look first. It is where you stumble. There lies your treasure. Eureka! Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Bobiscum. <laughs>